breaking news. Spite is going to shut down its studio version, and this could be very, very bad for producers. One, two, three, four. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast with your host, Wolfson. Bringing here another week of shenanigans, you know, the, the goods, the bats, and the ugliest topics that we talk about in the entertainment industry and all the shenanigans that happens in the entertainment industry. So well further ado, let's get down with the shitness because breaking news. This is like the first thing I have to put out there because I couldn't believe it. And it's wild to me even to think about that. But Splice is shutting down its studio version. You don't know Splice, but I'm pretty sure a lot of up-and-coming producers, engineers know what Splice is, and they've been using it for years. But those who don't know, let me give you a brief summary of what Splice is. Splice is basically this website that allows a lot of producers and engineers and alike, you know, to upload their studio sessions up in their cloud server for free, for free. You can upload as many as many as you want. There's no limit to it, and then you can download it later. So, in in the in unlikely worst case scenario that that you your computer completely got shut down, it got erased, and all your sessions were out, or even when your session got corrupted, you can't open it. Like something went down, or you want to go back again to do original rules of the session, Splice gives you that opportunity to do so. It allows you to download all the sessions and every other things that you've done um, upload over the years. It's a it's basically a producer's dream of cloud because it's a cloud storage, you know, just upload all your sessions right there. Well, I just found out today at the time I'm recording, which is Thursday I'm recording. I don't know when this is up, probably probably on Friday. Um, I just found out that, yeah, Splice, the CEO, decided that it's going to shut down the studio version of it. Oh, people don't realize that, but Splice have grown, not just being a cloud storage for a lot of producers and engineers alike, by uploading all sorts of sessions from different different DAWs, like Ableton sessions, Free Loop sessions, Logic sessions, uh, Pro Tools sessions, and whatnot. Has up it has evolved itself by you know being also a a sound website you know where they can you know allow you to get certain samples and it's actually a very a famous website to do so because there are times in which you want to get a certain uh, sample pack and you're like I don't want to have I don't want to pay for the whole thing I just want one sound Splice give you that option just go through the the sample pack, select which sound you want and pay and purchase that. Like Splice has a lot of a lot of varieties. It also lets you do the rent to own plugins, you know, like getting yourself an Ozone 9. You can't afford to get Ozone 9 or Ozone 10 or whichever the Ozones because it's $500 or $600, whatever the cost is. But they give you the option to say, well, pay 20 bucks a month until you own it. And you can actually upgrade yourself to for the for the higher version next time if it ever comes out. It gives you all that, you know, ability to do so, you know? 
And the main thing that started it all, which is uploading sessions to their cloud to for everyone, they're shutting it down Bruh. permanently, apparently. You guys want to check that out? Let me show you this. So I pulled this up because I got an email out of it indicating that it's shutting it down. And I'm like, what? I need to learn more about it. So here it is. Um, our journey to make Splice Up better. A letter from our CEO, which you guys are just full of shit at this point. I'm sorry. I have to criticize you guys. Like, you guys just make one of the worst mistakes that you could ever possibly do. And this will drastically, drastically lower all your expectations and your profits out of it because your basic income comes from producers. What's going to happen when you take away that one tool that that every producer uses? So saying goodbye to Studio, our free collaboration feature. So back in December, I made a commitment to you about our mission to empower music creators to bring their ideas to life. Since then, we've been hard at work making these experiences better to our customers. We've improved our search experience, made browsing more powerful with updates to similar sound technology, and introduced an industry-first feature that enables you to generate a, a, a certified license for any spice sample you own. Basically, like whatever sample you want, you can just like download it and that's it. And, and it's all royalty free. You don't have to buy the whole pack. But as we go on, I'm proud to uh, I'm proud of the progress we made. And it's been great to see so much positive feedback on our forward momentum. But we cannot deliver new features as fast as we want without even greater focus on the parts of splice ma that matter most of you. Our sounds product and new and new, better search and AI-based exploration tools for our industry-leading catalog of samples, as well as our growing rent-to-own gear marketplace feature for top plugins in the intelligence. It's exactly what I mentioned to you guys earlier. These guys are like literally one of the best of getting sample packs out there and download one sample or download 10 based on whatever you want for a certain amount of credits and as well as the rent to own feature you know it's been knowing great about it but their biggest earner was the studio version the studio version that allows you to upload all your sessions into a cloud and download it with and whichever computer on your own computer or your home's computer and go back and forth with your things as a result, we made that decision, the decision to shut down Studio, the fleet colorization feature we launched in 2014. Although the potential of Studio to help music creators collaborate was care to our founding ideology, this feature hasn't been a focus for us since 2017. Simply put, we haven't been able to provide the quality of experience of which we can be proud. In fact, we in fact, keeping it function and functional has actually slowed us down from delivering more value fast, uh, more value faster. We also know our users have been great alternatives to file sharing available to them. I gotta have to disagree with this, but what do you mean? Like keeping it, keeping Studio itself slowed down to what goes to be just the uh, the only plugin and sample pack website? Newsflash, you guys are not the only one. You're competing yourselves with others on already a very high dominant competition. You, what what gave you guys the edge was the fact that you guys were able to 
where you guys were able to upload all the sessions. Today, March 9, we're removing the ability to add stands, bounds, and collaborators and turning off the feature to create new studio projects on the Splice website. We are also redirecting our community tab to our thriving Discord community where Splice creators can meet, mits, and connect. Oh, this is such bullshit. On April 7, we will turn off the ability to add new studio projects to our desktop app. At this time, your projects will still be available. Then on May 31st, 2023, we will remove the studio item from the web menu and remove projects that from desktop completely, meaning your sessions and revisions will no longer automatically sync and studio projects will no longer be available. We know some of you will be affected by this studio shutdown. No shit. If you have any questions, please contact our supporting using this dedicated link, which is horseshit to me. Collaboration is a vital part of music creation. Horseshit on your part. And we remain committed to making it easier for our users. Stay tuned as we share more, uh, share new and more powerful ways to help you all create music. Onwards, Kakul Srivastava, CEO Splice. Here's what I think about the CEO's uh, remarked statements. Um, you guys are just full of <laughs> The reason why you guys are actually shutting down, and I cannot believe it's financially because you're not making money out of it. It's a free collaboration, which you guys literally regret doing it. And now we, the consumers, are paying the price for it. Slowing you guys down? Get out of here. Like, what are we slowing you guys down? What, slowing down some certain programs? Are you telling me that you can hire actually more programmers to continue making arrangements out of it? Like, get out of here, bro. What I feel about that, it's just... They're just making an excuse as to, like, we're done making free stuff. And for now, it's just going to be, like, pay stuff. Like, subscription-based. Like, rent-to-own things. Like, this is how it's going to be. No more free stuff uploading your stuff. Which sucks because that's basically the basis of a lot of producers and engineers. Congratulations. You You're literally yourself. taking away a producer and engineer's livelihood. <laughs> Sometimes we cannot rely on external hard drives or even computer hard drives because there's times that it gets corrupted. There are times in which it gets deleted, which is why we, we do your splice. Sure, but there's G Drive, there's Google Drive, there's Dropbox, there's a there's bots, there's a bunch of other file sharing websites. Yes, but most of them they have to we have to purchase. Some of us don't have the luxury to like, all right, add another five dollar subscription or add another ten dollar subscription. That's what makes Splice so reliable. You cutting us off from that, you're basically killing an entire fan base that been with you guys since the very beginning of 2014. Now that you cut that off, what's any reason for any of us engineers and producers to stay with you guys? Congratulations. The rent or no feature, the, uh, the sample packs. Well, how about we just basically cancel our subscriptions and not be with you guys anymore? Like, if you're going to cut us off from that, then might as well cut you guys out for good. And this is going to affect them negatively. Guarantee. And I swear to you, I know there's a lot of people out there right now that they're hitting their 
their the discords and they're hitting their their directed support whatever the link they sent us i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people angry folks that are out there outraged about this because and that's because that's this is the other way of how you were able to collab freely like let me tell you i can upload a session right now and i share it to someone out in the other side of the world and they can download the session with the stems and everything and the plugins. And we all have the same plugins and whatnot. And they can do it. And they can do their thing. They finish their part. They're going to upload it to the session. And I can go back again and download it and bend it and just work it out. Go back and forth. Sure, you can make the argument of doing it, you know, the whole uh, compress the file and, and then upload it. Yeah, but there's a whole process. Now that means that Every time you save a file, it's not just the file, but you also have to save all the samples that you download. It's a it's a it's a tedious process because it has happened to me plenty of times in which I have to like collect and save all the all the files, all the all the stuff from it, and then compress it, and then and I upload it to a Dropbox or or Google Drive or some on some file sharing system. And then wait until they download it. Once they download it, then, you know, they can do all that. And there's times in which like, oh, a file is missing or a sample is missing or a plugin is missing, whatever the case and vice versa. Also, I can just like literally work on my computer from work or any sessions, save it. I go back um, home, up, download that save file and continue on working without, without us. Now you're taking that off with us. And the bottom thing that's been saying is like, oh, yeah, you got until May 31st. Basically, in, uh, in layman's terms, guys, we have until May 31st to download every freaking file folder that we have on the cloud and put on a hard drive because they're going to delete it. They're going to rid it off. Get rid of it, bro. And let me tell you, I have hundreds of files because it's not just the sessions itself. Splice also allows you to, to save um, templates and save on certain... Ableton has the ability to not just like save us. If you decide to do sound designing, you don't have to save that session as a sound design. You can just drag and drop you know, the, the track channel and drop it onto the Ableton's user library, which it becomes its own file session itself automatically. And Splice lets you, you know, save that. Now that that happens, Yo! emotional, damn it. That makes all the sessions that I have into hundreds and hundreds of sessions that I got to download to make sure I have them all backed out, which it's insane to even think about that it's insane and not just that like a lot of projects you know this is gonna fit a lot of people in, in negatively and a lot of people are gonna go outrage and they're gonna say screw you splice for this you know i'm even gonna cancel my subscription with them because this is the biggest bull crap i've ever seen from these people honestly so this is breaking news guys so just to let you guys know that this is what's happening right now. Let's move on to the next topic because what I feel, what's what's the conclusion to all this? I feel like after Splice terminates um, Splice Studio and eliminates all the province sessions and whatnot, I think that's going to be the beginning of the end of Splice. Nani? 
maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm bullshitting myself. Maybe I'm I'm just like you're getting way too ahead and you're just biased and you're just mad that they're shutting it down. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's definitely the case of what's going on. Needless to say, it's going to be a decline because that's the lifeline of a lot of producers and engineers. You take that off, then, you know, well, why should I spend my money on you guys? Well, I guess that subscription that I'm with you is I'll delete it. and just go with Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever. Easier. Drag and drop. There you go. Don't need you guys anymore. I feel that this is going to be the end of Splice. Eventually, this is going to be like the Donzo. Moving on to the next topic, which this brings me a sad news to hear. So Okeechobee happened not too long ago, I believe. I believe it happened not too long ago because I know a lot of people were were down about it. Were like, oh, shit, Okeechobee and shit, whatnot. And it's sad to say that apparently Okeechobee experienced their first uh, um, fatality. And what I mean about that is that the event itself, even though it was very flawless and it was amazing, there was a flaw. Somebody passed away and during their festival grounds. Oh, my God. My eyes is itchy at the worst time ever. Anyways, let's look. Let's take a look at it because I, I noticed this on Twitter. According to here in Twitter, in their official Okeechobee Twitter page says, we are saddened by the passing of, of one Okeechobee Music Festival attendee this past weekend. We send our deepest condolences to this individual's loved ones, friends, and all those who have been impacted by this tragic loss. Out of respect to those affected by this tragedy, we have retained from commenting prematurely. We will continue to provide our full support to the authorities who are determining the cause. During the, the emotional time, we encourage the festival community to come together in memory of this beautiful individual. As we continue to make sense of this heartbreaking incident, we encourage you to support and take good care of one another. This was from the Okeechobee official Twitter page. As we can see, this is what happened. So, yeah, definitely it was an accident that happened weekend, last week in Okeechobee. We don't know what caused it. We don't know what went down. It doesn't seem like it says anything. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't talk about it. Let's see on the comments. Uh, crazy that there is no lick of accountability here about lack of supervision in promoted swimming areas. Uh-oh. Especially once not rubbed off and nine left unattended, and the complete lack of accountability of your social media team is in act actively deleting comments about it. Oh, interesting. So it has to be maybe. Oh, probably this is probably what it is. Let's see. We take a look. Wow, they're almost reaching to their goal. That's good, Steven Newman, who is an angel who touched many hearts and who we all love dearly. We started this fund to help Stevie's family and roommates in this time of need. Thank you for all. Remembrance, the joys like that. We all know Stevie. Oh, that doesn't say what went down. Race. Hmm. Well, this is good. I mean, that's that's good. Guys, like go go check it out on their on their funds, you know. Wow, somebody left a thousand dollar donation. That's pretty fire. And they're almost there. That's that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um did the retention pond stay open on, uh, out of respect to or 
There's a lot you could have done. You you could have blocked off the pond after he was found already in, in the rigor mortis. You could have provided more than one med team in the entire venue. You could have more areas of shade, more uh, water stations. There's zero accountability. Why were people allowed in the swim in the water for two days after a body was pulled out? It's a health hazard. Oh, this statement doesn't acknowledge lack of safety in there. Yeah, his name is Steven Nugan. He died on Saturday due to negligence of your crew. You kept the waters open after his death and you did he even contact his family. This is many days late, but no dollar short because you skimped on security and only care about money. Just wow. Bonds shouldn't have taken all the social and demanding. Wow. Okay, so okay. What do I believe about this? All right. Let me get the facts straight. So this is based on that Twitter post and that Twitter page of Okeechobee. Based on what I've just read on a few comments, I haven't got more details to it or haven't found more source. Based on it, I, and it seems like seems like this kid, rest in peace, Steven Nugent, um, probably either died out of something. We don't know that the we don't know the cause of his death, but apparently died during the water or during the pond or whatnot and Okeechobee neglect to do anything about it and based on all the people that were saying that apparently there weren't that many medical tents there weren't that many attention and they continued to let that pond open even after his death which is highly hazardous and can affect the water can affect the people and guys, this is basically how viruses starts, basically, because of a decomp. I'm not saying that it was the he was on decomposition, but once you did, once you die, there's a certain level of decomposition that starts to begin with your body. You know, and if you don't treat it right away, it'll decompose very fast. You know, so if it was in the water for a while and it didn't do anything, yeah, I feel like Okeechobee needs to be held responsible. I feel like lawsuits should be pulled out. If that's the case and Okeechobee didn't do their best about it and they only have one medical tent, that's kind of like rookie mistake on their part. One medical tent, I think, I feel like a lot of festivals should have like one on every stage or something like that, like at least. And the lack of security. I don't know. Those are people talking shit. I'm just saying allegedly and I'm saying it in based on what I've been reading over the comments. This is what I, the information that I know. I don't know any more information, but I will follow up afterwards once there's more to it, you know? But basically with what I've seen, it was like, okay, Toby, you're in deep waters. No pun intended. This was a huge mistake. And not, and not saying that deaths don't happen on festivals. Deaths do happen. Very rare when it happens, but it does happen, you know? And sometimes... It's definitely, sometimes it's definitely the victim's fault for putting themselves in that situation because of drugs and other um, anomalies. But at the same time, it's also the festival's fault for not taking accountability and not taking certain precautions and actions to to avoid that certain death, you know? There's blame in, in both sides, but in this case, it seems like there's the blame goes straightly to them because they they could have done something about it, but they wish not to do it or didn't act um, upon it. You know, I don't know. I'm going to follow up about this. All I know is like rest in peace to a young man that he, she died way too young. 
And yeah, guys, if you guys want to donate, go to the GoFundMe page and donate some money. Um, yeah, Okeechobee, that post that you guys made doesn't take any accountability. And that was kind of weak how you guys handle it. And there's no right or wrong for you guys. Anything you say would not please everybody. Everybody's going to be on an outroar and an outrage against you guys. That needless to say, you guys could have addressed some of it, you know, and address some of this, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to save face and not give too much information and get everything misconstrued. We'll see what happens. Honestly, we'll see what happens. But it's like it's it's no bueno, you know, and they, and they should have done better. I know other festivals have acted much more appropriately, even though death was a, death was a, there was death in those circumstances. I've heard that they were still um, responsive, responsive about it, and they were still taking accountabilities to their actions and doing something behind it. But no bueno, no bueno. Let's let's move on to the next topic. On uh, the next topic, which is something that caught my attention, and it's uh, YouTube updated its cursing policy. What does that mean? Like, like, there's like certain things that you're allowed, you're not allowed to do on YouTube. When most of the time, when you're a content creator and you're making videos, you're not allowed to uh, um, curse. Yes, guys, you're not allowed to curse. You know, and apparently, you're you're not allowed to curse. You are allowed to curse. But it limits your your ads and revenues and whatnot. But apparently, YouTube updated their policy. And I guess we're about to find out some of it because I found out about it through for this guy, um, Creator Liaison, YouTube Liaison. I don't know if he's actually a little legit uh, YouTube liaison. Um, and it tells you some guidelines. We're going to take a look out of it, see w- what these guidelines are. Late last year, YouTube updated the ad-friendly guidelines around profanity, which videos get green or yellow icons, monetized or demonetized. We read your feedback, watched your videos, we've listened, we've heard you, and here's Connor from our ads policy team with a fresh update. Upon reviewing our own enforcement data, we found the profanity policy resulted in a stricter approach than we intended. Mm. As a result, we are making the following changes to better reflect the goals of our initial update in November. We are no longer treating all profanity equally. Go watch the whole entire video on the Creator Insider YouTube channel for all the details, including how re-reviews are going to work. And then let us know what you think. Late last year, you... Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going to watch that crap, the whole video. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, As of today, all curse words no longer treated the same. Moderate profanity anytime can be get the green icon. F-bonds in the first seven seconds or repeatedly can receive limited ads. That's uh, what? I don't I don't understand. Background music with profanity can now get ads. Really? Profanity in title in title slash fun still can run ads. Okay. Let's take a closer look at the comment section and all this. Because now I'm, I'm very curious. We're we're always listening to creator feedback. Learn about our. Uh, this is all about bullcrap, honestly, because I feel like there's okay. Now remove the pathetic replacements for curse words in automatic captions, which treats you to catching. This is like children love the way you guys listen to the creators. Have oh my god, and some of these comments, bro. They're just absolutely 
<laughs> facts absolutely bring back the public dislikes you know what you do kids is yeah i'll bring back the dislike counter facts is there a list of creators it can get to know what is and isn't considered profanity. I recall an issue a few years back when words like lesbian and gay were black as profanity. What? Seriously? Yo, you two, you better step up your game. Well, I guess this is their way of stepping up the game, but still. Yes, videos that receive a yellow icon after a November update will be reviewed by March 10th. And if go green after this update, that new status will reflect on the studio. Finally, YouTube is becoming less of a children's app with all the censorship. It pissed me off. Any time a creator had to change their entire style just because they wouldn't get any advertisement, if not. It was like walking on the free nice every time. Now I get it. Now I get it. All right. All right. So, so here's what I get. So recently, YouTube up is updating their new policy when it turns profanity because I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been complaining. A lot of content creators have been complaining about like, guys, like I can't run ads because I can say certain shits like I can curse and whatnot. Like that's bogus, you know? Oh, no, children are watching. But that's exactly why YouTube Kids is made of, you know, as one commenter say. And now they're like, well, you know what? Certain profanities is okay, you know? So, um, if you drop the F-bomb once in a while, we it might be tricky. But if you don't, then, you know, we can get a password. I guess this is exactly what a lot of content creators were complaining about over the years. That, you know, they have to be careful what they're saying. Because if not, it's going to get limited reviews. And they're going to get no limited ads on their videos because they curse they curse in their videos which i i always thought that that was like very stupid to begin with like all right you know that this is not youtube is not made for kids this youtube is made for anything that's like for teens and mature you know so like cut the the, the profanity thing it's just ridiculous and oh you're gonna punish us because i drop mf bomb once in a while like we're adults like this is what we do Boy, I, boy, I farted so bad it smells. Anyways, um, that's good. I didn't care about it because I I was still cursing around on all my on all my platforms, whether on the Lone Wolf podcast or this podcast, the Wolfpack. I still curse around, not that often, but I I still throw a few F bonds here and there, and, and I I still didn't give a shit, you know. I still don't, you know, as 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 my answers to it um then updating their policies i guess that's good you know now we can be much more flexible with the stuff that we say a little bit but i don't know um a better update policy will be bringing back the dislike in public you know i see some content creators that they do do have a way to see the dislike ratios on other videos i don't know how they do it probably it's an extension or something i don't know but yeah i would prefer to bring back the public dislikes because that's how it tells you that's basically how it tells you whether certain videos is good or bad because if not they the only thing that they'd be pro pro projecting about is oh yeah that this video is good and this is some major backlash from youtube like that was like probably the dumbest thing they could have done oh and, and affects negatively a certain on youtube uh content creators it's like really bruh you think they're saying wild stuff. Obviously, obviously, that's why there's the dislike. So that way they know like what that video needs to shut down and they need to be removed because what they say was wrong. 
But no, we need to tender everyone's feelings. Like, fuck your feelings, honestly. Emotional, um, damn it. Let's move on to the next, next topic. Um, Let's see. Uh, Chris Rock special. Let's talk about that. Because this is actually a very hot topic uh, conversation that's been hitting the, the news cycle for a while. Let's talk about it. Uh, and I pull up an article from CNN that we're going to take a look at. Right? Um, so last Sunday, not, not last Saturday, last Saturday, last Saturday, Netflix did that for one of the kind now Netflix live on Chris Rock's spe- a comedy special. And apparently that special um, talks about all the all all of the selective outrage and talking about Will Smith's, you know, slap that happened last year during the Oscars. Me and my fiance, we managed to watch the special all the way from beginning to end. My thoughts? It was a good special. There was a few less here and there, but it wasn't like, like crying my ass off special. Like, I feel like I've, I've laughed so hard on a lot of Chris Rock movies but I'm not in this. This special it was like, eh, it was good. It was just good. It was, I got a few chuckles. Nah, I won't be seeing this again. Uh, a lot of people say they love, they loved it. That was amazing. I don't know why I get the jokes, but there's sometimes that like, Chris tends to repeat the joke, the joke over and over because it feels like we haven't listened it to the first time. But I don't know. He addressed the Will Smith. You know, slapping once in a while, and I was like, "I'm okay with it," and that's good. That's good. What he said, he he left it on a high note, saying like, "Fuck you, Will Smith, and fuck you with your apology." And yeah, don't get mad at me. Just get mad of August Asina. Get mad of other people who would be doing wrong, but don't get mad at me just because I'm doing one joke and I'm the first person that you're gonna hit. Yeah, no, Chris Rock did did a fantastic job. He handled it well. But it seems like a lot of people are upset of Chris Chuck on certain on certain jokes, and I'm like, oh come on, here we go. Here's the Dave Chappelle attack. On now it's on Chris Rock. What did he say? I look at the special. It wasn't good. I didn't laugh my ass off like I did with Dave Chappelle, but it was good. It was actually a very good. But no, it it probably poked a lot of bears to a lot of people because I know the whole joke was the selective outrage. A lot of people become selective outrage. They decide when they want to be upset about out of nothing. This can be upsetting to you, but not this. Some stuff like that. So let's take a look around what I'm talking about. So right here, I pull out Chris Rock tackles selective outrage and Oscar slapping live special. Yep, that's what he did. Chris Rock finally addressed the Oscar slag and made Netflix history on Saturday with the platform first live global streaming events. I mean, good for Netflix. They haven't done something in a long time. And I feel that that's something that they need to address some. You know, Netflix is failing little by little. Maybe this is going to be something that will bounce back. Anyways, I'm going to try to do a show tonight without offending nobody. I'm going to try my best because you never know who might be who might get triggered. Yep. That's true. People always say words hurt. Anybody who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. <laughs> that's that's definitely um as a um a jab to uh, to Will Smith. After that quick apparent reference to Will Smith slapping on him on the stage last year on the Rock to save his Joseph about the incident until the last ten minutes of the show. True, you don't know what happened to me getting smacked by such not Smith. Still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears, but I'm not a victim, baby. You'll never see me on Oprah or Gil crying. I took that like 
hit like Pacquiao, which is facts because first thing Will Smith did is did interviews with all these people saying how hurtful he is and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. Rock suggested Smith's response to his uh, uh, Oscar jokes about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, was more about their relationship than him. I love Will Smith my whole life. I rooted for Will my, uh, my whole life. Now I watch Emancipation just to see him get whipped, which is that's that's pretty hard. Which, you know, and for those of you who don't know, Emancipation is a Apple TV movie that that sets back in the enslaved days, you know. And I'm pretty sure there's a scene where I, uh, I guess one of the guys was whipping Will Smith out of it. How come you didn't do nothing back that night, Rod said, because I got oh, people are asking, how come you didn't do anything back that night? Because I got parents. You know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people, which is that's like, wow. That's something that as a as a black family was taught to like never fight in front of white people. Why? Because white people will get the wrong impression. This has been said for many years. And I've heard these stories for a lot of my black friends that, you know, that that's where we took. That's why we always had to keep our composure together. And the moment we snatched because that was it. That was the last straw. But that was a that was a knockout jab onto Will Smith when he said that. Mm. Title Chris's selective outrage. The comedian hit a wide range of topics from the first 50 minutes, including addiction, abortion, racism in America, Megan, the touches of uh, success, Kardashian family, and wokeness, which he tackled all of them in a most brilliant way, honestly. I have no problem with wokeness. I have no problem with it at all. I'm all about social justice. I'm all for marginalized people getting their rights. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage, which I 100% agree. Remember what I said? There are times in which you'll be mad about something, but then when something else happens, it's like, eh, I'm too mad with this more than this. That's selective outrage. You're supposed to be outraged on every bad thing that happens, but you decide, you pick and choose what to be outraged about. Selective outrage. I like that word. You know what I'm talking about. One person does something, they get canceled. Somebody else does the exact same thing, nothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. A better terms of me saying it, he couldn't say it better. A person does something, we're going to cancel him because he's, he's, he's the worst. Another person does the same thing, whether it's a different same skin or different skin or different color, ethnicity or religion, eh, take pity. We don't need to. It, that's the selective outrage, you know? Congratulations. You played yourself. You know what I'm talking about? The kind of people who play Michael Jackson's songs but won't play R. Kelly. Same crime. One of them just have better songs. Now, I have to give a pushback on that part because it's all allegedly based on Michael Jackson's part. And there was a sediment behind it. You know, we don't know if that really went down. There wasn't any sufficient video or evidence that was, that led to that. Michael Jackson did actually do that. There's the word. There's the, it's a, he said, she said situation, you know, that you got the victim saying that's what he did to me. And I'm being tormented by it. We don't know that. I cannot say that. It's true or it's a false coming from then. It's all allegedly based. Anybody can make up this stuff. And I'm not saying that they did make it up. It could be believable. We don't know. Everybody thinks, has to take it with a grain of salt. However, with R. Kelly, however, yeah, you cannot take that with a grain of salt because he did actually do all those things. And there's evidence with it. There's hardcore evidence, witness, testimonies, like you name it. There's like, 
amount of evidence towards it. There was a video of it. Like, that's the difference. Mark Kelly did do all that stuff, you know? And we saw it doing it. Gotcha, bitch. If, if there was a video of Michael Jackson doing all whatever they were, he was accused of, then yeah, absolutely. That would be like, damn, that's selective outrage at that point. But I get what Chris Wells was trying to get to. He was trying to get a, a, a point cross, you know, even though I feel like that was kind of a weak point. Nevertheless, like, I get it. You know, he also tackled the country's division. America is in a horrible shape right now. Yeah, because we're definitely doing it. We got it worse than Ukraine. Yeah, I said it. You know why? Because Ukraine is united and America is clearly divided. Facts. I wouldn't say that, you know, Ukraine, that word that Ukraine is in a better position because they're fighting a monster. They're fighting a huge nation that they don't have the resources. And we keep giving them resources, even though they're not part of our allied nations of NATO. We still spend millions of dollars of it. Needless to say, this is a topic for another discussion, another time. I'm not going to get into it, but it. It's true. You know, America is definitely divided. If the Russians came here right now, half the country will say, let's heal them out. We're in the bad. We're in a bad place right now. Uh, I don't know if, if if the Russians decide to invade um America, it'll be like Red Dawn. <laughs> it don't matter. It'll be like Red Dawn. Every American will come out and you'll say we're we'll take our freedom, you know? Rock also delivered it into his romantic life, saying that when he noticed that his pillowcase were dirty, he realized how much women do it for men. Tried to date women my age, which is 10 or 15 younger than me. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I didn't get rich and stay shit to talk about. I need a baker. I'm trying to fuck Doja Cat. Uh, sure, I guess. You know, tambourine. Or pretty sure Evan kicked off with Ronnie Jim, like, you know, where he told the crowd we could have. Pre-taped this whole thing and nobody would have cared, but we're doing this for a noble cause to finally try to kill off traditional TV and put it out of misery. In fact, if you listen hard, you can hear baby boomers canceling the last cable subscription package. Ah, that was actually pretty good. Both shows. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I've been hearing like a lot of back and forth with this whole, you know, special, how he handle it. I feel like he handled it good. It was a good special. It's not like his best work. He addressed a lot of things, which is actually pretty good. He, in fact, he had, he was actually had the cojones to address a lot of things that we are we were afraid to say. And he go ahead and says it. And I was like, you know what? I give props to it because he actually did say it, you know? All right. And I chuckle a little bit to say like, ah, hey, got it, you know? But as of me laughing my ass off, the way how Dave Chappelle did it for me and Andrew Schultz and other guys, like, mm, it was good. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I get it. <laughs> like the family guy, you know, Joe's, ah, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like, <laughs> crying my ass off. Like, no, it, it was good. It was good. It wasn't like a lot of people like Charlemagne the God will put it out in that pedestal. It's like, oh my God, that was brilliant. It was good. It was, it was, I'm like, stop being biased. All right, Charlemagne. Like, that's a little bit too harsh. You know, that's a little bit too much. All right. Like, it's it, it's not that. And I've been a Chris Rock uh, fan my whole life as well. You know, I've been watching all his movies and I always have a good time watching his movies. But this one was not one of them, you know, unfortunately. It was just a good one at best. Anybody has says otherwise that Chris Rock special is, is great or is bad, let me know in the comments down below.
let's move on to the last topic so we can end it with a high note. Um, there's this anime show that's called Demon Sayoki Metsuyu no Jaiba. They announced that they're releasing the next season, and it's I'm excited because I'm a fan of it as well. And we were able to get a preview of the season by going to movie theaters and watch the the premiere of, of the season, which typically will be like an hour special. When I take a look at the runtime, I'm like, holy shit, two one hour and fifty minutes. Damn, well, like this is one hell of a one runtime. What's gonna be doing for the first? first parts you know it's just the season it's the season you know it's a movie it's a it's a i my first initial thought it's like oh it's a it's gonna be a tv recap and then it's gonna start with the season you know like everything that happened until now and where we are right now and you know i was like okay cool until i start watching it and i'm like i can't believe i wasted money and time on watching this bull crap <laughs> Bro, these people were so lazy that they only did a quick recap on the first two seasons of uh of Demon Slayer and then ended that Enrica ended with the with slapping two episodes of the last season. What do you mean by that? Well, they did a nice recap of how it started, how has it been going, then moving on to the the movie, the Mugen Train. How it went down, how it ended, and then started a little bit with the the second season, all the way to the end of the last season, which was like the last two episodes where they talk about. Well, it's not the talk about. It's that it was literally the last two episodes of the season. They literally slapped it. They didn't even make it as a as a movie course. Like, all right, let's continue on and continue on. No, 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 no. They literally made an intro and start the season with end credits, a new intro, and one night. It was bullcrap. After that ended, then the first season started with the, with the thirty minute video. Congratulations, you played yourself. I, you're telling me you wasted my time for that? I could have literally waited that all the way to the end when the season started in April. Gotcha, bitch. You, I wasted twelve dollars and time of my life. Gotcha, bitch. To watch that when I could have watched the first two, uh, the, the last two episodes before. Gotcha, bitch. I've been bamboozled. Emotional, damn it. I was so abro uh, and outraged because I couldn't be fucking believe it. They, they did that. And it was so lazy because, like I said, they literally slapped two episodes and run it back with intro and, and outro and same title, beginning of the new episodes. Lazy. What was the whole point of that? Congratulations, you played yourself. I thought, well, we were getting like an hour special, like a, like we're gonna get a whole recap of what's happening, and this is how it starts. Gotcha, bitch. Or make it like a, a like a movie story driven. Gotcha, bitch. No, no intros or outros. I just give it all the way to the end until the 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 new season starts. Nope, small little recap, two episodes. And then the last 30 minutes was the new episode of the new season. A slap to my face that shit was. And that was very disappointed because, like, really, you guys could make a, a little extra effort just make it much more smoother. But no. That's it. Call it a day. Fucking bullshit. I, if I were you guys, do not waste your time or your money. I'm going to the movies and watch Demon Slayer in the movie theaters. Just wait until it comes out in April. 
It's not worth the time. It's some bull crap, honestly. I've been bamboozled. That's the operator for being bamboozled. Um, we're gonna wrap it up right there, you know, guys. Let me know what you guys think about the the sun shutdown with Splice Studios, the Okeechobee Fest, um, Chris Rock special, and you know, let me know, guys, because boy, it's, it's just a, it's just a lot that's just happening in the one week, you know. But that's what we're here for, guys, to report what's going on, guys. Thank you, guys, for uh, listening and tuning in. And remember, every week, every week is a brand new episode or a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and of course the YouTube channel at the lo- uh, YouTube.com/slash the Lone Wolf Podcast or at Lone Wolf Pod. Yes, guys, you can listen. My uh, my the Wolfpack podcast under the umbrella of the Lone Wolf podcast, guys. So that's why it's under that. Um, comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let me know in the comments down below, and I'm gonna do my best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. All right, peace. I can't do no more.